welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm here with my friend Al. And you are? Courtney! Oh, it's see, Al and Courtney. See how I did that? Back again. Back again. Al, right now, we are recording. Yeah. But when this comes out, I, I'm going to be in Tennessee. Yeah. And North Carolina. Woo! Woo! Uh, I want to shout out uh, our friend and yours, Toby, who recommended on a Twitter a local chain restaurant. Hold on. Let me bring it up. It's called Cookout. Mm. I will be going there because it is close to Sheets. So I will be going there. That's very exciting. So next time you hear me, I will bring back stories. Ooh. If you have a local food chain that I need to try out in Tennessee or North Carolina, please let me know. Yeah. Please. And I'll I'll hear about it too, just for fun, I guess. <laughs> um, because I'm not going anywhere. Well, sorry, you can't fit in my little suitcase. Aww. Also, if I put you in a suitcase, I think you would die. Probably, yeah. Probably. In the bottom of the aeroplane? Yeah. I think you would. I don't think it's good there. I don't think, think it is a good. bad place. They do put dogs in there? Yeah, I don't know that that's right. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell the the United Airways to like take you out, walk you around. Yeah, give you <laughs> give you a chicken sandwich, hot, hot, Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Perfect. I'll bring you back some Dollywood. Yay! I'll bring back Dolly. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Me too. Ugh. But today, I'll. Uh, it's not summertime fun. No. I needed. I mm. I gotta tell you, I did something. That I used to do when I had to do homework. Uh-huh. And I, it is, I had an assignment and I just took the easiest route. You know what? We've all been there. <laughs> Some of my best episodes. <laughs> so instead of like having multiple sources, I like found a story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to deal with today. I'm here for it's it. It's a big one though. Okay. Yeah. It's a big one and I'm sure there's many podcasts about it, but ours will be the best. Oh, called shot. Called shot. <laughs> Ernesto de Guzman de Lina was a tricycle taxi driver living with his family in Manila. Cool. Cool. Tricycle taxi. Tricycles are cool. Because <laughs> you can't fall off. You cannot. That's true. I want to... I, <laughs> I think Ernesto is riding, you know, those Fisher-Price big wheels? Uh-huh. That's with the huge front wheel. Yeah. Like in Pop and Wheelies. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> I love it. Like many of his neighbors, he was watching Channel 2 Evening News at 6 p.m. on May 25th, 1992. Hmm. Ernesto was waiting for the announcement of winning numbers in a nationwide promotion that had gripped the Philippines' population for months. Across the nation's 7,641 islands, I only included that because it's buckwild how many islands they have. It's a lot. This ad campaign had been promising, quote, you could be a millionaire. A million pesos was the largest prize available. This was 611 times Ernesto's average monthly salary. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot. A lot of money. The winning numbers were called 349. And Ernesto rifled through a collection of bottle caps he had been keeping just for tonight. Among his collection was one with the same numbers, 349, printed on the inside of the crown. Ernesto had won. 50,000 pesos. Ooh. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah? Ecstatic with his luck, Ernesto raced downstairs to celebrate with his nephew, Simon. But Simon was already celebrating. <laughs> he, too, had a 349 worth 1,000 
well, sorry, 100,000 pesos. Oh, no. The money would mean he could quit his job as a cocktail waiter. What do you mean, oh, no? Well, no, they both... They both won. Yeah. Right? That's amazing. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's like, that's your luck, right? Uh, yeah. Lady luck. <laughs> Why? You think so that's something weird is happening? Yep, because it's ad creeps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. I can't fool you. The two family members celebrated throughout the night, not knowing that around them, their neighbors were celebrating as well. Similar scenes were playing out not just in Manila, but across the Philippines. A mother of 12 had won 35 million pesos. 35 million pesos. I I read a thing like her kids, because she had so many kids, they were going through like so many soda uh, bottles a week. So she had a lot of them. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. A, a school bus driver had three million. An elderly sorry sorry store owner also managed to capture a million pesos. And these were not the only winners. Out of the Philippines population of 65 million people, there was just 486,170 people who believe they were now millionaires. Oh no. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's too many, That's one too might many. say. Pepsi Cola had made A very big mistake. Pepsi. (laughs) Have you heard about this? No. Oh, good. Excellente. Excellente. American companies in the Philippines have had a long imperialist history since the U.S. claimed control of the islands from Spain in 1898. The U.S. waged war on the Filipino population, establishing military bases and colonial rule, even keeping influence and running interference long after the Philippines won some form of governmental autonomy in 1946. Where there is political and social imperialism, dollar imperialism is close by. Uh, I, there's also a really good article in my sources, and I do want to do an ad creep on this, on the Filipino chain restaurant Jollibee's beating Ooh. out McDonald's when McDonald's came in. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> we have a Jollibee's here now. We, we have. We're going to have two. Oh, sweet. We cannot get to it. No. Because the lineup is so long. <laughs> yeah. You can't even order out. They're like, no, we don't need you. Someday. Some, one day, Jollibee. Your good spaghetti with ketchup on it will be mine. Yeah. I will eat it. <laughs> as early as 1912, Coca-Cola was being distributed in the Philippines, the company's first moves into the Asian market. It was so well established that Pepsi did not try its hand into the country until 1946. The two companies employed illegal moves to try and get the upper hand. Coke was notorious for using cutthroat pricing and espionage to keep Pepsi at bay. I don't believe that. They're like, what I do don't. You mean? I don't think corporations would do something illegal. <laughs> Like spy on each other. It's against the law. It is. You are. That's why it's illegal. So they wouldn't do that. Of course not. They wouldn't do that. They're friends. Yeah. Pepsi and Coke. They're my friends. They're my friends. Personally. They would not hurt people like they're going to. (laughs) Pepsi executives were caught cooking the books to show higher sales than Coke to the tune of $90 million. Oh. By the time 1992 rolled around, Coca-Cola had 83% of the Filipino market share, a number so high that executives decided they no longer needed to advertise. They're like, too bad. Yeah. Once Coke, you know, gets that hold. Once Coke grabs a hold of your neck and <laughs> squeezes. <laughs> In order to retaliate, Pepsi hired a Mexican ad company, DG Consultors, uh, to bring a new advertising campaign to the Philippines. Number Fever 
which was already popular in Argentina, Chile, Guatemala, and Mexico, was a promotional campaign that acted like a lottery. Hmm. The promo was simple. Buyers of the Pepsi Cola products, Pepsi, 7-Up, and Mountain Dew, and a uh, soda is called Miranda? Miranda, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that, do you know that one? I've heard of it. I'm not, I've not tried it. I've not tried it either. Do you think, is it like a Coke product or is it like fruity? I'm not sure. No. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Could take home the amount printed underneath the bottle caps or crowns, that that's what they yeah. were called, if the corresponding three-digit numbered matched the ones Pepsi announced as the winner for that day. Amounts ranged from as little as 100 pesos to as much as 1 million. There's not. A lot of numbers. It's not that many. There's not a lot of numbers. You really just got kind of between 001 and 999 <laughs> to work with, and that's not a lot. I think. And what's funny is, and we're going to talk about the mistake that was made in the Philippines, but in Argentina, there was another number fever mistake where it was a bad fax machine. <laughs> they faxed the numbers and it got smudged, so they called out the wrong numbers. Wow. So they already had a mistake in the books. Whoa. <laughs> you can't trust a fax machine. That's what I you always can't. say. It was 90s. It was something different. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That's not a lot of numbers. That's not right? a lot of numbers. <laughs> numbers would be generated by a computer. Notoriously smart in 1992, <laughs> by the way. Which ensured that winning numbers would appear at the rate of 28.8 million to one. Mm. No. No? No? Or is it like they're purposely making, you know... 20 million that say yes. 269 and then there's one that says 505 exactly. it's like a mcdonald's um monopoly okay where they manufacture like each little sticker they only manufacture two of like the broadway blue park place park place or whatever yeah and they manufacture like a million of the other ones yeah same sort of thing but the computer is saying the computer will tell the bottling co- companies to be like, okay, you're allowed to print one of these yeah. out of every 28 million bottles. Once again, you foiled me with numbers. <laughs> Once again. You know what? Don't don't feel bad because Pepsi messed up big time. Oh, there you go. Twice. What? Well, one oh, in, Argentina, in Argentina and now, 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 now is what we were going to talk about. This list of computer-generated numbers would be used to seed bottle caps and bottling plants and were seemingly random numbers. Uh, but, of course, the computer ensured that the, quote, winning number would only appear in, like, one, you know, one yeah, of the golden bottles. ticket. Golden situation. ticket, yeah. Every night, the winning number, which was picked by the computer, would be announced on the evening news. Monthly sales of Pepsi made a huge leap because of this advertising campaign. The market share went from 19.4 to 24.9%. Mm. Pepsi bottling plants had to up production to 20 hours a day in order to double their usual amount of product to keep up with demand. Uh, and I will mention, did they pay their people overtime? Absolutely not. Yeah, I was just thinking Absolutely that. <laughs> not. This was a campaign you couldn't escape. The winning numbers were seen across 29 radio stations and four newspapers. Pepsi was also very careful to highlight the winners. Since number fever began, it had already minted 18 millionaires all of whom appeared in its ads Mm. Uh, the ads we're gonna talk about someone on youtube and of course is in our sources um did the recorded all of them including the ones with the winners talking Mm. um because it's like hey look it's your neighbor you could win too it's like the lottery shit right yeah absolutely number fever was so popular that pepsi extended its contest past its initial date 
end date of May 8th. And this is important. If they had ended on May 8th, it would have been fine. Oh. <laughs> because the problem started on May 25th. <laughs> By then, not only were Pepsi made millionaires in the news, but also there were stories of cola crime. Police had arrested a domestic worker who was accused of stealing her employer's winning bottle cap. Mm. There was also two deaths of Pepsi employees who were murdered over another winning bottle cap dispute. So things are getting... Yeah. And we're going to talk about what's going on in the Philippines at this time, To That creates this feeling, this animosity towards an American company. Yeah. Uh, but on May 25th, Number Fever officially went terribly, terribly wrong. The number which was tasked to pick the winning numbers that was only supposed to appear on one of the bottles, if at all, picked 349, a number that appeared on approximately 800,000 caps. That's a lot. <laughs> hey, that's a lot. Hey, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's quite a few. One million times 800,000 caps. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Pepsi realized their mistake quickly and tried their hardest to change the winning number. Newspaper across the countries the next morning printed the retraction. The real winning number was 134, but this only added to the confusion. Large crowds of people, all believing they had won with the numbers 349, crowded at the Pepsi factory gates at Quezon City. The crowd was met by policemen and soldiers who pushed into the crowd. Violence was ignited. Filipino Pepsi executives were hiding inside, trying to phone their headquarters in New York. Pepsi-Cola International Chief Executive Officer Christopher Sinclair was unreachable. Reports later confirmed he was, quote, schmoozing on a yacht at an annual gathering of bottlers. Okay. Well, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that checks out, that huh? Checks out, you yeah. have a lot of angry people angry at your company, and you're on a yacht? You're on a yacht, baby. I mean, that's, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> Protests across the Philippines continue through the next night. At 3 a.m., Pepsi announced that it would pay a, quote, goodwill gesture of 500 pesos over the next two weeks of anyone who had a 349. Executives calculated that if half the 349 crowns were cashed in, their damage would be only about 6 million pesos. They were wrong. It ended up being closer to 12 million. Oh, wow. (laughs) This did not, however, make things up to the thousands of people who thought they had become millionaires. Protesters became more violent. Security guards began tossing glass bottles into the crowds. Police charged at people with riot shields. Pepsi trucks were flanked by guards carrying automatic weapons. Mm. Not a good look. No. For a company Not a to good do look that. For a, a colonizing company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An imperialist company. Catholic preacher Vincent DeFerro organized much of the protests under the name Coalition 349. He and other volunteers began to keep track of the winners' names in an effort to make sure that each one of them gets paid out. Quote, It's about countries that were labeled, quote, third world being exploited by multinationals, he said to the press. Del uh, Fierro had previously called the promotion a, quote, social disease that nurtures the gambling instinct in our children, but turned to support the 349 winners after his own daughter had a winning bottle cap crown. Mm. Yeah, it's like wild. I mean, the whole, like, image America tries to build of itself is this place of like wealth and wonder and like yeah. anyone can become a millionaire and mm-hmm. then for an American company to go overseas and promise that to so many people 
and fuck up that badly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it would be pretty gouging. And at this time, economically, the Philippines have been absolutely destroyed by, again, dollar imperialism mm-hmm. and American companies going in, taking resources and then pulling out. Yeah. Um, so people are not happy. And the Pepsi became symbolizing that dollar imperialism. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Ooh. Coalition 349 got a boost from a corporate sponsor. Coca-Cola offered... <laughs> you you sh- I mean, you just shouldn't. <laughs> DeFerro, uh 10,000 pesos of, quote, startup money. This allowed DeFerro to buy a new PA system for the rallies and start up a pro bono lawsuit on behalf of all the winning bottle cap crown elders. Um, so this includes our guy at the beginning, uh, Ernesto de Guzman, the taxi driver from Manila. He joined the meetings along with his nephew, Simon. Hmm. Meetings were held at the DeFerro uh, household where the 349 holders lined up around the block to be heard. And DeFerro's wife, Norris, served free food to the crowd. Mm. Quote, we are very committed to pursue this crusade till the very end, Del Ferro wrote in a letter to the Manila Chronicle. God is definitely bigger than the 50th largest corporation in the world. Hmm. Hells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When the story hit international papers, Kenneth Ross, PepsiCo's international primary spokesperson, portrayed the activists as opportunists. Quote, quick buck artists that have lured thousands of unwitting Filipinos with the very empty promises of a huge settlement for the payment of an upfront fee, he told the Associated Press. You are the one promising the quick buck, my man. (laughs) No, no, no. It is the people who are wrong. (laughs) You are the salesman of quick bucks. Sorry. Uh, at this time, there was a lot of people, like, buying the bottle caps as well, mm. um, saying that they're hopefully getting in on the lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera. But Pepsi has made it very clear that they are not paying people more than the 500 pesos they offered for the yeah. first two weeks. Um, days of protest turn into months. Protesters in Quezon City burned tires outside the Pepsi factory. Molotov cocktails were thrown at dozens of delivery trucks, forcing their drivers to put out the flames with bottles of 7-Up. Also, probably a good ad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. You need to put out a fire? Seven, Seven ups up. here. <laughs> the Uncola. <laughs> Executives began traveling with bodyguards, and the company moved American employees out of the country. Hmm. 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 At a riot in Manila, a 64-year-old protester named Pa Sinasia Sahim, whose husband had died of heart failure during, during a march, told a generalist... Even if I die here, my ghost will come to fight Pepsi. Damn. Hells, hells yeah. Damn. Pepsi's going to be haunted. Good. I would love to haunt a capitalist organization. If you, if, when you die and you got to haunt a, 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 a corporation, which one would you haunt? That is a great question. I think, for me, maybe Disney. Yeah? I think so. Or Netflix. I'm not sure yet. I think probably, like, a Monsanto yeah. or one of the, yeah. I would love to be a ghoul in their halls. Yeah, maybe pick someone who's um, doing a lot of LNG out of Kitimat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Haunt their ass. Haunt the pipeline. Haunt the pipeline. <laughs> Please. Uh, Number Fever tapped into the Philippines' rising anti-colonial movement, which was beginning to flare over the continued American military presence in the country. It also became linked to the Philippines' chaotic national elections, which had taken place just a few weeks earlier, but were still unresolved because of counting delays and legal challenges. 
The presidential contest itself had colonial overtones, as the three frontrunners were a West Point graduate with the Pentagon connections, a U.S.-educated lawyer who had worked overseas in the U.N., and the chairman of San Miguel Corp., a Coca-Cola partner. Yeah, yeah. This is why people are upset. This makes sense. It's not It's not Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> it's the entire takeover of, from a colonial country. What's the, um, am I the asshole? It's not the Iranian yogurt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not the Pepsi. Yeah. It's colonialism. <laughs> By January 1993, eight months after the incident took place, Pepsi finally agreed to pay a fine of 150,000 pesos to the Department of Trade and Industry for, quote, deviating from the promotional campaign the government had approved. They, however, were not going to pay out any additional money to the 349 winners. Quote, we have done everything that we think is reasonable to amicably... <laughs> Conclude why you don't think it's reasonable? Well, I think there's a lot that's unreasonable about this. <laughs> to conclude this issue, Pepsi's primary spokesperson, Kenneth Ross, told the Los Angeles Times, at this point, we do not intend to lay out any additional money. Pepsi. Pepsi. The number fever incident claimed more than one life. In February, Anacita Rosero, a Manila school teacher, was at a local store to pick up rice for dinner. As she reached the market, a Pepsi delivery truck arrived. Someone threw a homemade bomb at the truck, which bounced off towards the market and detonated. This blast killed Anacita and a five-year-old girl. Mm. The following month, a grenade tossed into a Pepsi plant in Davao City killed three employees. By the end of the number of fever protests, five people in total had been killed and countless more injured. Pepsi did not publicly own up to the deaths, but did invite Anacita's widower, Raul, to the office where, quote, a group of men in polo shirts with corporate logos offered him 50,000 pesos not to sue. Her. Not good. No. No. I'm sorry. This is kind of despicable, ain't it's it? Fr- it's a little despicable. Hey, it's kind of despicable. It's despicable, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I keep, it's always despicable. Yeah. The last big protest took place in front of the Manila government steps during a state visit by U.S. President Bill Clinton. Outside the gates, people called for Clinton's intervention and ignited a Pepsi bottle effigy stuffed with fireworks. <sighs> the lawsuits carried on for years, but it wasn't until 2006 that a Filipino court finally ruled that Pepsi hadn't neglected and was not liable for damage. Del Fierro continued to fight through the court system even after suffering a stroke. Quote, Pepsi, they are killing me softly, his daughter Simbel mm. recalls him telling her. He made her promise to keep fighting the company even after he was gone. Del Fierro died of complications following a stroke in 2010. His daughter Simbel maintains a Coalition 349 website. She has a cabinet full of thousands of winning crowns, all labeled with the owner's names. Quote, he guided me to do this, she says of her father, so that Pepsi would never forget. Dang. <laughs> and it was, it was, what, 1992, so it's the, what year anniversary this year? Oh, um, the... 20th? 30th? 30th? Yeah, 30th. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. Jeez Louise. So, saying people, uh, some Filipino people use the term... I got three, four, nine. Mm. Like I got duped. Oh, that's still in the vernacular Eey. today. 
are you ready to yeah. see it? It just strikes me as so interesting that, like, you know, when the someone like Bill Clinton, like a Democratic president, yeah. arrives on the scene, like yeah. him or Obama or something, you know, someone's like, surely this reasonable man will save us. And it's like, no, because he gets also paid by corporations. I think it was just at that point, it is someone has to do, no one has done anything. Yeah. No one has done anything and we're still upset. Man, about everything. If you're looking for somebody to do something, the Democrats are <laughs> not who you want to hey, go to. <laughs> no one. Anyone. Uh, uh, namely, Mr. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Mr. William Clinton. <laughs> Unless it's gays in the military. He sure did something about that. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Um, so in our sources, there is a link, and it actually is Irving uh, Bernardo, who only has 322 subscriptions, mm. but they collected all of the ads oh, together wow. and put them all together um, in sequential order. So watch them. We'll return after these messages. 1,002? 5,003? 5,004, 5,005. The more number fever crowns you collect, the greater your chances of becoming a millionaire. Welcome back to the show. Goodness me. So I, I, I'll i watch the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, that's all in our sources. You can watch, I think it starts in February or January, and then it goes to the 25th. Yeah. So you can watch the whole thing. What do you think? I think you could write a whole essay about the imagery that they've chosen to use in these commercials. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, of, you know, doctors and nurses, of um, buses crashing through buildings, yep. of people being uh, dragged away, saying they're crazy, they're crazy. Yeah. C- insisting that they can still win money. <laughs> um, it's like even before they got to the actual date. Yeah. It already was like really weirdly foreshadowing yeah. the actual events of history in a way that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh my gosh, the ad campaign knew. <laughs> they did this on purpose. Oh boy, well, <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> so uh, a lot of the a lot of the ads feature a nurse uh, up ahead saying, you know, you can win if you you drink more Pepsi, the more chances you have to win. Yeah. Very obvious marketing strategy. And then uh, going to a doctor who is sort of counting bottle caps and trying to find the winning one. Yeah. You know, I, maybe some of the implication being like he's a doctor, so he's smart. He's already, you know, probably already pretty wealthy. And he has a lot of, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. The oddest one happens the 25th. Yeah. So this is... What, once they've extended the oh yeah they, so they have commercials about the extension mm-hmm. that happens on the on the eighth and that commercial does have a, a the doctor being like yeah. carried away strong armed uh, while he's saying no it's not too late you can still win money yeah and the oddest one is the last one which was not mentioned in a lot of my research which it's an ad commercial admitting that there are thousands of the winning numbers out there. Yeah, there are and, thousands of them. You can still get them, it says. And yeah, go out and buy them. Yeah. Don't stop buying Pepsi. Which is, that is like, <laughs> how could how could they find Pepsi not liable for yeah. like, like, isn't that the evidence of, of, hey, Pepsi told you that you could, you are winning. There are winning numbers. 349 is a winning number. You can get it. Yeah. It's not good, man. Not good, man. I'm, I'm absolutely astounded that this piece of media still exists 
it looks like this was taped off of TV. Yeah. Because you had the dates on the bottom of this source. Um, and I just think about, like, how many hours of TV was filmed on VCRs around the world and how that captured like a piece of yeah. culture. And so much respect for people that take the time to upload it to YouTube. Oh, and people that take yeah. the time to comment on YouTube saying like, I was there. And yeah. I, I understand a piece of this history that may be lost otherwise. Um, On that source, let me bring it up. There were a lot of people who remembered like calling it a disaster or remembered it or, or people who will never drink Pepsi again. Yeah. Because like this is v- very embittered in their family, right? Yeah, and part of their like cultural history at this point. Yeah. So it's Coke all the way in the Philippines. Okay. Wow. I wonder if Jollibee probably only Coke products, right? <laughs> one presumes. One presumes. Um Well you gotta have one or the other. So. You gotta <laughs> No why do you have to have one or the other? I think it's like they won't, you know, you have to choose. You, you, have, to, have, you have to pick I a brand. I choose none. Okay, well, you don't. That's fine. I choose. I choose Spreckers. Spreckers, yeah. Uh, I choose Dad's Old Fashioned Root Beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dad's or nothing for me. For me. Okay. It's 2022. Unfortunately, it is 2022. <laughs> uh, the, the 30th anniversary of this event. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... Okay, they're gonna they're gonna do it again in hey, America. They're gonna do. They did try it in America. Did not go very well. Well, here's the thing: they're gonna yeah. do in America. They're gonna say, "We're gonna do this again, but we're gonna do it more fairly." Okay. So what we're gonna do is we're only gonna print one of each number. Okay. It is a twenty-five digit number. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle caps are huge. But if you get the winning number. Oh my god. Then you get a Pepsi executive's job. You get their job. Anyone could do it. Anyone could fucking do it. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Between this and the Harrier jet. Yeah. You just get their job it. and all the money that they would otherwise yeah. make, which is essentially a million dollars or also, more. Also, your yacht, their yacht. Their, you get their yacht. You get their wife. You get their <laughs> wife or husband or partner. <laughs> or many. Yeah. <laughs> many illicit love affairs. You get all of them. Yeah. That would be great. I think so. Oh. What would Win I a do? life. Win a life. And then the Pepsi executive, we execute them. Yeah. In the square. Yep. Yeah. Guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> you get to pull the trigger. Don't sue us. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Look, it's fine. They don't listen to it. It's this. a satire. It is. We ha 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 ha. We are laughing. So yeah, that's my, that's my redo. <laughs> I like it. I like that because it's like, we can't mess this up because it's only one of each. Yeah only one of each it's like i always wonder you know was it coca-cola who did the names yeah coke did the names, names. where you get your name i always coke. wondered about that like how many of each name did they print out or did they like look at census forms and they're like haha we need exactly 1200 jesus's in this area bort bort were there bort's no no oh. my son's name is bort <laughs> uh wow 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 can I get you a cold, frosty local ad? Yeah, only if it's made by Dad's root beer. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you took, us, you took us to the Philippines, so maybe I'll pick yeah. one from America. Okay, pig to America. Do-do-do-do-do-do. America. For West Side Story. America. Is that West Side Story? I thought that was Feifel. No, we want to be in America. That's West Side Story. Oh. Unless I'm wrong, but don't air this. I could I 
I think you are the right one. I just, I mix up any, I I just mix up Fievel and that other one. Completely fair. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you. Yeah. I'm going to bring you to mm-hmm. Texas. Yeehaw. I don't really want to go. Well, <laughs> but this we're is going but this to is talk fun. about car sales. Oh, okay. In the 1980s. Wow. I was just born. Did. I feel like the men in this local ad could be the men running Pepsi. <laughs> ah, okay. I see. You can find it in our sources. If you're looking to buy yourself the right car, come to Trophy and Mesquite. We're not too far. We got Nissan cars and trucks, so don't be shy. You can buy them from a lady. You can buy them from a guy. At Trophy, 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 Nissan. Trophy, Nissan's the place to buy. You can get them real cheap. We're never too high. The best parts, service, financing, too. We got everything to take care of you. At Trophy, 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 Nissan. So that's a trophy Nissan from Mesquite, Texas. We're not number one. You are. <laughs> These are the people doing colonialism. <laughs> this is this is who I. That's what I'm going to tell my sexual partners. <laughs> You're, I'm not number one. You, you are, are, baby. Can I describe it? Please. It is a black box theater. Yes. There are lights on. <laughs> so many men in suits. You are chastised for bringing your own popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> There's one lady. Yeah, one lady. All the other guys. Yeah. Uh, lots of suits. The main singer is a fucking Jay Leno lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> There's some real smooth voices. <laughs> There's also a man in, in sunglasses and a mm. mustache. Yes. And he makes the eye. He does the eyes. A They're... smooth mustached gentleman. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was threatening. Yeah. I didn't like him. I did like the dance that they did. So white. It was like a rap, but it was more of a chant. It was <laughs> it was a step-touch, step-touch, step-touch. It was kind of like a Gregorian thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, nomine patre, <laughs> step-touch. We're not number one, but you are number one. <laughs> Car sales people bad. are gross. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them at Cars all. Cars are bad. Cars are bad. Hey, but I like going beep-beeping them. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta invent a way that everyone on a train can beep beep. Beep beep. Yeah. The beep beep button on a train. Yeah. That would be you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. It'd be constantly chaos. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> we also have to invent trains that go in more places. Yeah, we do need trains to go more places. Please. But they spend all money on cars, so they can't. Oh no. So, yeah, that's and now cars killing us. Now we have so many. this this is the um, problem. This is the problem. Is the I I see you have a problem. You there. spend all money on cars. <laughs> cars kill Earth. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> now what? No, no train. Mm. Maybe one day train. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great uh, uh, summary of our establishment right now. Yeah. Well, if you have a a bad car salesman ad from your local area, B. A good place for me to eat in Tennessee or North Carolina. Uh, or C, just a local ad that you want to share with us. Or D, just a little high for me because I'm not going on vacation. Oh. 
And I could use a little pick-me-up. Yeah, give, hey, while I'm gone, give Al some treats. <laughs> That's really important to me. Um, I will bring them back something from Dollywood. Don't worry. Yeah. But if you'd like to do any of those things, you can email us at creeps at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. You can on our Twitter, too. We have our little Kofi link. Yeah, we do. Get, get just toss Al three bucks to buy an ice cream sandwich. Do it. <laughs> And also help with our hosting fees. Yeah, but mostly the ice cream sandwich. That's nice, too. <laughs> you have to specifically put, this is for Al, they get an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Please. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to have so many. Okay, and maybe one that says, this is for Al, they can have a lactate. <laughs> you need $20 for a lactate. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Okay, until next time, we, we are, are Shining Off. off. But first, a word from my spouse.